Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now radio check. Now radio check. Four hundred. Half hours ago. 50,000 miles. Oh, that sound is beautiful. Right. This is Bradley J. On that control. What are you talking about? This conversation can serve purpose. All right, WBZ, you are Jay talking. Bradley Jay here. We're live midnight to five. We have Craig Fitzgerald from bestride.com. We're talking cars, not fixing cars, although I suppose we can, but that's not the, th- the major thrust of it because other people do that. We do other things. And uh, one of the questions we'll ask tonight is what car do, did you take your driver's test in? Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for having me back. It's weird being here on a, what is it, a Wednesday night? Is it weird? Does it's, it make a difference? Yeah, total difference. <laughs> how so? I guess it doesn't matter. How so? How, does it, how is it different? <laughs> I don't know. It just feels different. You okay. know? It doesn't feel like it's the beginning of the week. It feels like I'm and you're sliding usually here into only Thursday. one day different, though. Correct. Right? Correct. So. I'm usually here Tuesday night, Wednesday, so we'll change it up. So let, Also, I was kind of, I kind of wanted to ask about people's worst car ever. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. They, did you take your driver's test in yeah. the worst car ever? That's a that's a good combo. Actually, I may have. 617-254-1030. 617-254-1030. Brooks working the wheel. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Rob's a man. And I took my uh, driver's test in a, I believe. What year was this that you took your driver's I, test? I don't know. You know, it was 82? No, early 70s. 70s? Late, late, late 70s, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dodge Dart 220. Okay. White. Yeah. I mean, right? No, wait. Plymouth Valiant. Okay. So, so that was your mom's car. Yeah, 220, ring a bell. Um, it was three on the column. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, the, if that's the trim level, I don't know what that 220 was. But the, Plymouth Valiant. Yes. Sorry, not Dodge Dart. Yep. White. Maybe red interior, and it's, back in the day, even your mom's car would burn rubber like yep. crazy, just like crazy. Because they had terrible tires. I would <laughs> take it out, and, you know, they'd leave, and they'd leave the keys around, and I'd tear up the driveway, and my brother would be crying, please don't, Brad, please. And I'd take it up, up the road near the firehouse. Yep. <laughs> hoping the town police person wouldn't see me. <laughs> And that was the car. And uh, my driver my driver training guy, like I suppose many driver training guys do, use the driver training experience to do his errands. Yes, that's exactly what my guy and did. And we went to Rock, Rock something park. Rock, 
a racetrack. Rockingham Park. Rockingham Park. Yeah, in Salem. And he went in there and. That's a long ways from where you grew oh, up. Oh, we drove a long way. Yeah, yes, I guess. It was like an hour. Yeah, right. Rockingham Park. I remember that morning because my contact lenses hurt like heck. Yeah. I was squinting and it was bright and I was hating it. He went in there and bet on some something, I guess. That's hilarious. My guy bought cigarettes. <laughs> I took him to buy cigarettes and, and we never left Wilmington. No, uh, no, we never left Wilmington. We did like a lap around town. There were four kids in the car, three kids in the car. Three kids in the car. In a tiny uh, Dodge Colt. Little oh, tiny, I had one of those. Little hatchback. It was a, yeah. And we drove around town. Each of us got 10 minutes in the car. We drove, got him cigarettes, and that was the extent, the full extent of my driving instruction. You're kidding. No, that was it. That was we, it. Uh, mine was pretty extensive. I think this guy basically was paid, you know, to teach us how to drive, you know, Check the box, fulfilled, you're fine, and sent us down the road. <laughs> Did you have to watch the the video? No, we didn't do any of that. We had this guy who was our driving instructor was an was an awful human being. Uh, w w the the classroom instruction we had that that was kind of mandatory. You were there for whatever it was, six lessons or whatever it was, and it was terrible. And then the driving instruction part was it was painless. Uh, although I did, do? I learned Go nothing. Here, take a left, take a right, do yeah. a parallel. Park. I did not do any of that. We drove around, went to, went to get cigarettes. I pulled in, somebody else backed out because he was changed drivers at that point. So I literally did nothing. I got more driving instruction just driving around with my dad. Yeah. Isn't that something when your dad lets you drive around? Because it must be hell for him. I'm doing it with my daughter now. Yeah. And uh, is it hell for uh, dad? Uh, no, you know, it's not bad. It's not I mean, bad. You know, do you find yourself stomping on the floor mat? No. Like, oh, stop. No, no, I, 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 uh, you know, of course she's 15. She probably shouldn't be doing it anyways, but we, I, we found a parking lot on a Sunday morning and a we take, lot. take laps around, you know, oh, big, big parking lot. She's not in the, on the road. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. So, so I, you know, we, we just, you know, it's a school parking lot that has like kind of a. It's got kind of a long driveway that goes around to okay. a couple athletic fields and stuff. And on a Sunday morning, there's nobody there. You should take some cones and make her do this sort of test. Like, weave here. You got to stop at the cone. You got to do everything. Stop at the cone, go over here, parallel park real fast. Yeah. Timer on everything. <laughs> yeah, I should do that. <laughs> but she's actually, she's very good. She's very conscientious. Seems to be into What's it. on her blinker? Yep, she turns does. Off, turns off her blinker? Yep. She's uh she it's she's getting a little more comfortable with it now. So what's she what is the car she gets to use? Whatever you're driving. No, we'll use her mom's car. So what's uh, that? Oh, uh, it's a BMW. It's a BMW a five series. So when she down the road is the host of her own yeah. talk show about cars. Exactly. The answer to her her this question for her will be, Oh yeah, I learned in a BMW. It was my mom's old BMW, yeah. Yeah, right. Hey, Mike in Virginia. It joins us already. Mike, what's going on? Say hi to Craig Fitzgerald uh, of bestride.com. Hey. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey. What's happening? Uh, not, not much. It's my first time calling. I've always listened to Bradley J every night. And, uh, yeah. Great. So, uh, yeah, um, I've always been a car enthusiast. Uh, but uh, when I took my driving test, I was 16. I'm now 57. I had a 66 Galaxy two-door hardtop. It had the 352 in it. Yep. And I had to take the driving test in that. And uh, when I was parallel parking, 
you had to uh, knock, knock the cones over, and uh, I almost knocked the rear cone over, but it tilted, but I pulled forward, and it came up, and uh, oh, I got my drive. Close one. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, where did you where cool. did you take your driver's test? Uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. In Baltimore, okay, yeah, yeah. What was your car? I'm looking it up. It's a Galaxy, 64 Galaxy. No, uh, this was a smaller one. This was a 66 two door hardtop. Got it. Now that's not a Galaxy 500. That's different. Or they all, are all Galaxies Galaxy 500s? Yeah, I think it was a Galaxy 500. Yeah. Why do and they I call it a 500? Pardon? Any idea why they call it a 500, Greg? Don't know. No, no. My dad was always a Ford man, but uh, I always uh, had Chevrolets. Uh, you know, I had uh, a lot of Caprices and Impalas. You know, they were my cars. Yep. Because my dad worked at the GM plant in Baltimore for 30 years, and I was just kind of brought up on that stuff, you know. Did you end up going to work there? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, they had a lot of men out on the on the uh, you know uh, on the street because uh, you know layoffs and such. Sure. But I could work down there for uh, 120 days during the summer, yeah. and then uh, I could also go back in the uh, fall for hunting season. And then ultimately, I went down there and worked uh, as a security guard until uh, uh, ultimately the plant was. Uh, uh, you know, taken down and right. and there's nothing there now. You know. Yeah, I had a fr- I had another friend of mine who was at the uh, at the plant. The, there was a Ford plant in New York. I can't remember what town it was in, but that was uh-huh. his that was his summer job, and he would you know work there in the summers. And he said it was you know it was ridiculously boring, but but uh, you know he enjoyed doing it and you know working with guys uh-huh. that were you know working you know career working guys. It was kind of an an interesting experience for him. What was yeah, your job I really when you enjoyed when, it? Would you when you worked there? What were your actual tasks? Oh, okay. Um, I worked uh, in the uh, trim department, and when I worked there, all they had were the uh, minivans down there, the uh, safaris and astros. Right. And uh, you know, I uh, initially I would uh, put the glass in. And then I eventually went to where you put the radios in and the heater controls and things like that. Yep. And then uh, once in a while, they would uh, trade you out to, like, the trim department. Uh, I'm sorry, not the trim department. The, uh, where they weld everything together, you know. Oh, okay, I yep. worked in there briefly, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just to know, to work there, it was a thrill. And then uh, to know some of the biggest uh, muscle cars were built in there starting in 19... Uh, 60, uh, 60, uh, let's see, I think it was, uh, 64. They went to the, uh, like the Chevelles and things like that. Right. Prior to that, it was all full size cars. And then they also had a truck line as well. You know? Yeah. We had a big, I used to ask my dad, I said, dad, I said, do you remember these big block Chevelles and, uh, uh, SS, uh, 396s and 454s? He said, no, it was just a job to me. And, (laughs) He said, occasionally, you know, things would shut down. We'd have to push these bodies up on the, uh, you know, up on the line and stuff. And he said it was just a job to him. But, man, I could get a thrill out of that working there with that stuff. Right. 
I, so so we had a we had a plan here in Framingham, Massachusetts that was an A body factory. Yes, so yes, you know they correct. they churned out you know in the in the late seventies and early eighties they were pushing out that you know the A body um, uh, or with the G body it, it ended up becoming the G body, which was uh, yeah. the the Monty SS uh, the Cutlass mm-hmm. and the Regal that turn out of there. And I, I'm yeah. always fascinated because I live in that neighborhood now. I live within a couple of miles of the GM plant. And, you know, it's uh, closed now. But all of those little tiny houses that are in my neighborhood and, and you know, getting closer to the plant were all GM people. That's like where yeah. everybody lived. And now I run into people in town. I bought a Corvair from a guy that was mm-hmm. a, he, you yeah. know, he worked on the line too. And did it uh-huh. for his entire career. You know, he was a guy who never went to college. He had a great job. He had a family. He had a house. You know, it, it was fantastic. It was it was uh, like sort of the prototype American dream job, you know. Hey, Mike, we're, great call. Exactly. we got to run because of the time. But thank you very yeah, much thanks, for checking yeah. in. Hope you had cool. fun. Have a great one. Yep, thank check, you. Check in anytime. It's WBZ. And we go to Brookline after this on, w, on BZ. We got to talk. What do we got to talk about? Mr. Bradley. Jay talking. With Bradley Jay. WBZ News Radio 1030. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Sun's almost up. Your attention, please. Listen to this carefully and keep calm. Yeah, let me put on the radio. Everybody's talking to each other. Everybody's tuned to Bradley J. Bradley J. They listen right till dawn. Midnight till five. Right until dawn. Everybody's now got something to say. What do you say? The radio is going all night long. Jay talking. Bradley J. WBZ News Radio 1030. That's right. We continue with Craig Fitzgerald, and I was remiss. I didn't tell the people where you're from. That's kind of why you're here because of your restride.com thing exactly right remember? i am the editor occasionally i forget that that's why i come in i just don't come in to, <laughs> to hang talk out with you and talk you know trade fitness tips and stuff so bestride.com <laughs> is what uh so we're a uh a, a new and used car buying site and you can go on to bestride.com and find whatever car you're looking for and we can help you find inventory at different dealers and uh, we also, I'm responsible for the editorial content there. So you can read about new cars. You can read about kind of interesting car stories. And what'd you write most recently? Let's see. We wrote a buyer's guide on what to, uh, look for when you're test driving a car. 
which is something that you know. I think you know. It's like it's like stage fright a little bit. You know, like what, I, I, okay, now I got to get oh, in yeah. this car. Now I'm like, well, I don't even know what to look That's at. That's a great you know? article. So Maybe yeah, we can go through that. Yeah, later. we we can definitely do that. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people get get kind of overwhelmed by it uh, I, when they. Go I to, probably do. I don't know what to check for. Right. Are the are the is there rust underneath? That's like yeah, my, I mean, you know, that's used fear. car stuff. Is used car stuff is a whole thing. But even a new car, you know, it's like does does the car fit you? Does it work for you? Is it, you know, like I get to spend time in a car. I get to spend a week in a car and understand what it does for me and doesn't. But when you're, you know, you're ten minutes in a car, how do you learn? Yeah, whether it works for you or not. All right, let's talk to Tank in Brookline. Hey, Tank, are you there, sir? I am. Hi, how Tank. Doing, what's sir? going on? Say hi to Craig. Hey, hi, Greg. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. My uh, my car that I took my test on was 1970. Yep. And it was a hot summer day, and it was my sister's uh, 68 Buick Riviera with a 454 in it. Fantastic. <laughs> I had one oh, yeah. of those. I had that car. Oh, with the hideaway headlights. I had a 68 Riviera with the hideaway headlights. It had oh. a it had a 430. Uh, oh. And and which was which was basically the 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 basis for the 455 a year later, but yeah, same engine, um, great car, loved it. I had a blast with it. Um, I, I just love the look of that car. Oh yeah, it was like the living room, driving your <laughs> living room around, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and my instructor, he was really funny. Uh, again, it was a hot summer day, and uh, he said, "I'm hungry." He goes. <laughs> Drive to Wollaston Beach in Quincy, right? So I said, okay. He goes, oh, there's the clam box. Pull over. <laughs> so, so we pull over, we park, and I swear the only reason he passed me is because I paid for lunch. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's yeah, great. I, How'd that happen? Yeah. Did, you, did, did you offer to pay for lunch? Well, yeah. Well, because, you know, I wasn't. I later became a cab driver, Bradley, so I was never that good of a driver to begin with, you know? <laughs> I mean, I could. I was born like a cab driver, you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, so, and yeah, I couldn't parallel park, and uh, it it was sort of a disaster. But <laughs> if I hadn't paid, I think he would have failed. I, I mean, that's is wildly unfair to get you to try to parallel park that thing too. I mean, it's like twenty two feet long. But yeah, that, that's exactly. how big they all were. The car was huge. I mean, yeah. That car was enormous. And, and you know, uh, the, the amazing thing with that car was as big as it was, the back seat was actually kind of small. You yeah. know, there wasn't much back seat to it. And it was just all hood and, you know, fairly short deck in the back. But, uh, man, I love that car. That's it, really it cool. It was a lot of fun. This brings back a, a lot of great memories. Hey, c- can I ask you guys one question sure. about a car? Yeah. Cars? Have you ever gone to one of those uh, Meekum auctions? Yes, a lot of them. And uh, are they as good as they look on TV? They're fantastic. I, I, I'm, you know, it, it's funny. I remember years ago before these things were televised that a, that an auction was a place that you would go to actually get a good deal on a car. And that definitely doesn't seem like it's the case anymore because people are just spending, you know, like they, they get the under the hot lights of the television on a, on a Saturday night and they'll spend any amount of money to buy a car. But the, the quality of cars that go through Meekum auctions are tremendous. And uh-huh. the same holds true for uh, Barrett-Jackson, too. Uh, I've been uh-huh. to both. And um, uh, they're, they're, you know, they, they run a bunch around the country, and they're always, 
Like, if you get a chance to go, you should go. Do you ever write about them on your podcast? I do occasionally. I don't. I, so I used to work for Hemmings Motor News, which was a vintage car publication. Mm-hmm. And I spent most of my time writing about that stuff. I write about it less now because I write about more new car stuff now. Right. Um, but the last thing I did, uh, I went to when Barrett Jackson had an auction last year at... Um, Foxwoods. I went down and covered that f- with uh, uh, NECN, and it was great. It was really fun. I did a couple of videos for that. Um, They're up on uh, on Best Ride, I think now still. Um, so yeah, you should check those out. I will. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, I'll, not I'll a let problem. Somebody else uh, have the uh, time. Take it easy, Bradley. Yep. Take care, Tank. Good talking to you. Hey, uh, now you um, are going camping with your son, and this is a car thing. And you're going in a Subaru that has I a am. rooftop camper. Is this part partly work? I mean, they give yeah, you yeah, a yeah. Subaru so, to so try they, out. they, so I am, uh, I'm, I'm doing this this thing with Subaru, where they have a uh, a Subaru Ascent, which is their full size seven passenger SUV, and Thule, the company that makes all the racks and stuff for bicycles and kayaks and all that kind of thing. They they manufacture a tent specifically for this vehicle that um a t- it's a platform that that goes on the roof and it kind of unfolds it's got a ladder and you go up the ladder and you sleep in the tent on the roof of this car so i am gonna check that out where's and, the ladder uh, unfurled down I the side i think it comes down the side what's this vehicle look like this ascent the ascent is a you know it, it it what it looks like really is kind of an overgrown subaru uh a forester basically um so you know just a you know, seven passenger SUV, uh, big two box design kind of thing, and they're great. I mean, they're spacious inside. They're a good basis for a camping vehicle, anyways. If you're going to go out and tent or haul a trailer or something like that. Does but the, the rooftop tent, thing is fascinating. Does to the me. tent fold up or is it fully it, erected? <laughs> yeah, it's like as you, you drive. As you drive, yeah, it's blowing around in the wind. No, no, it folds into itself. It folds into a. Um, it's like a semi-rigid box, like, yeah. and then that box opens up and it becomes the tent. It costs like fifteen hundred bucks. It's expensive, yeah, yeah. And that's not part of a package. No, so it's an accessory that I do believe some Subaru retailers will sell you, but you can also buy it directly through Thule, or you can buy it from REI or any place you buy your Have outdoor. Have you seen it? Have you looked inside? You know yeah, like? yeah. I've seen it. I've seen pictures of it. I'm dying to see it for real. Um, How does so, it not so, crunch the roof? Uh, I don't know. Oh, so the you mean the Subaru roof? Yeah. So, so basically, the platform of it goes between the roof rails. Yeah. So it's you know designed to support you know something the like weight yeah, is on the roof yeah, rails. It's designed to support like seven hundred pounds. So is it made for the Subaru? It's made for yeah, and Subaru. The Subaru is made for the tent too. Oh. So, so the limitation to these things several years ago was that Subaru and a lot of companies didn't realize that people were doing this. So they weren't manufacturing these roof rails with the capacity that they needed to carry a tent. Now they are. It's a. It's become a real thing. Thing that people are doing this overlanding kind of thing that people are going off on the beaten track with these vehicles and they're not doing heavy do. Some of them are, but they're not doing heavy off-road stuff they're just getting a little further out than they would than going to a normal campsite you know they're taking their vehicles out 
work a deal so they could have a package because people would buy the car if they got a free tent. Yeah, I mean, it's only fifteen hundred bucks. I'm sure they would. I'm sure that you know. I I think it's a still a limited, relatively limited audience of people that are doing this. But you know, they do have deals with REI, for example, where I don't know if they cut you a break on the price of the yeah. tent. But uh, well, when you do this, will you take little videos and somehow yes. get them onto my Facebook page so I, I definitely can will. See them? Actually, one of the things that we're working on is we wanted to do a uh, we were, do, we're doing a video on how you assemble this thing. That's cool. So, Craig Fitzgerald, car guy. I have to say, I I had to keep my my cool while I was talking with Tank. Oh Cause, yeah, because Tank from BCN that that he's he's awesome. I always love that guy. Yeah, I always loved that guy. And I, and I didn't realize if it was okay that I announced that that's who it was, but. He's a super cool guy. I like him a lot. Yay. Yeah. That's how many tanks can there be? I know. I know. You know any other tanks? <laughs> no, not that sound like that. No. Right. I did know one other tank. Tank. His last name was Tanklevsky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> naturally. Naturally. So his yeah. nickname was Tank. Now, uh, we are talking about folks. Join us 617-254-1030 and let us know what you took your driving test in way back then. It occurred to me before the break, I I plugged that we were talking about this, and I asked you to tell us where the guy took you when, during your driver training, where he made you drive. And, and I said, oh, gee, maybe, it's, maybe I shouldn't assume it's a guy. Might well have been the lady. But has there ever been a female driving instructor? I don't know. Did anyone have a female driving instructor, or are they all men? I, think, I don't know. What about That's you? That's a good question. I had, I had two guys. And this was in the 80s, uh, and they were um, – one was completely forgettable. The other guy was just miserable, just a miserable guy who hated kids, and uh, which so perfect job for him. How do you get that job? I, I think it was his company, to be honest with you. I think that was oh. the deal, was that – yeah, because I don't know how yours worked, but in Massachusetts, they were all private companies that taught kids how to drive. Yeah, this was a guy, and it was at his house. Oh, what? <laughs> I live in the country, man. People were born in homes. <laughs> at his house. He did house calls in, yeah. with his car. He'd just come over. People were born not in hospital, but in in people's <laughs> houses, home. in the bedroom, at yeah, home. Right. That's how, not, not when I came. My father was born in a house, not in a hospital. No, we, we were, we were uh, city folk, I guess, <laughs> in Wilmington, Massachusetts, very yeah, civilized. Yeah. And we had our driving instruction at the school. But it was a private company that ran it. So there were, you know, 15 meatheads that were all trying to get their license at the same time that this guy had to corral. What are your feelings on Wilmington? Was it Wilmington, did you say? At the time or now? So now then, it's, 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 you it's, tell me it's about funny. It. I go you didn't back. really like it. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> and I couldn't get out of there fast enough. And then I talk to people now and it's like, oh, it's such a lovely little town. It's like, wait a minute, are we, are we talking about this? The same place that I grew up in because it was uh, the one uh, one thing I will say, uh, the library in in the town of Wilmington is by far one of the best libraries I've ever had an, had a card with. They were fantastic. They had all kinds of car books and magazines for me, which I loved. But they were the the kids department upstairs uh, really taught me to read. They were awesome. Awesome people. What's your general beef with uh, Wilmington, or what was it? I think at the time it was just kind of like a, kind of a small-minded 
you know, like you lived there, you grew up there, you died there kind of town. And it's not that way anymore. I think, you know, there's much more. It's 20 minutes up the road. Yeah. And and it was then. And it just felt like a million miles from from here. It felt like a million miles. You lived in the big city, really, for me. Yeah. You had a store. Right. Right. We had... You know, you had a hotel probably. It was no, a- no. So we didn't have any of that. Oh, we right. had, we had, you know, we didn't have a McDonald's. We didn't have, oh, wow. we didn't have a Burger King. I mean, the, those things were in the next town that were in Tewksbury, which was like, ooh, you know, we didn't have any fast food places for years. And um, my dad worked in Burlington at the mall. So that, that was kind of the bigger, you know, Burlington was always kind of the bigger community that, that had stuff going on, you know. So, folks, 617-254-1030, what kind of car did you take your driver test in? We, we love talking about cars. And also, what was your worst car? We haven't talked to Craig about that yet. You've had so many cars, I bet you had a bad one. So I, t- I took my driver's test in the worst car. It was my mom's uh, 1980 Chevy Citation, which is, quite frankly, one of the worst cars ever built. Just ter- horrible, horrible automobile. <laughs> always broken. Some- something always wrong with it. It was a horrible driving car. It was not cool. It was the least cool car on the face of the planet. She went from a, a Plymouth Satellite Coupe, which I thought was still, still think was one of the greatest looking cars yep. of the era. And she got into that thing and it was just, it was just a miserable experience. What about Oldsmobiles in the 80s? Not cool in the 80s, right? Uh, the Cutlass, I still thought was cool. As long as it, it, when, when the Cutlass was rear drive, it was cool. And then they went to a front drive platform, and I lost interest completely, and I never got it back. They never got me back. As soon as they ditched their rear drive platform, that was it for me. Do you have, or do you find that sometimes there are cars that you thought were super uncool, and then t- with the fullness of time, you kind of think, Look, look back at him and say, "Huh, yeah, that's kind of cool." Yeah, if that's happening to me with the Mustang, whatever body, you know, the '80s body. Yeah, the Fox body cars, which, which I used to, to me seem like they were completely poo-poo them. Yep, and now they're, you know, they seem cool to me. I, I also was have become a big fan of the full-size B-body GM cars from the '70s and the '80s, which were like the. The Delta 88s and Buick LeSabres, like the from Pontiac the, Tempest. Uh, that was the smaller one. Oh, that all was right. yeah. So that was one. That, those were always cool. They were you know the the one size down. But these were the full the quote unquote full size cars from the 70s and 80s were a very Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Very downsized car compared to the one that, that preceded it. And, they, you know, I look at them now... And they, they were just lame. They were just your dad's car or whatever at that time. And now I look at them, it's like, I mean, they were a nice car. They they weren't fast by any stretch of the imagination, but they were comfortable. They were quiet. Uh, they were well-built cars that are still out driving around today. You could not kill them. Uh, and, and, you know, they were quintessentially American cars to me. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan now. Any features that you wish would come back in cars that have gone away? Or is there stuff in them that you wish wasn't in there? I have one. The bench seat. Yeah. Bench seat is gone. Why you, can't the bench seat come I back? I don't know. I don't know. It's cool. You know what? It doesn't. What about on the column? Well, so so there are very few cars and trucks now that have the the shifter on the column. The idea with an electronically controlled transmission is that you could you don't need the you don't need the column shift. You don't need the console shift. You can just put buttons on the dash that say park and drive. There's no necessity Go for that. Go and stop. Right. It, so there's no necessity for a for shifter a gear at all. Right. So it's just wasted space. We feel like we need one. Right, because it looks cool, and you know you've bought a sixty-five thousand dollar F one fifty, and you want to feel like you're still driving. You want to feel Mustang. like a man, right? Exactly. And a man needs a shifter. Uh, sh- apparently, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right. So, so you lose, and I understand, like you know, the console is is handy, um, but also people don't drive the way they used to when you used to have your family in the car with you at all times and you needed space for five six people yeah you know you'd sit three across on the bench seat in front nobody drives like that now usually it's you're just driving around by yourself but there's something about it i like it i love a bench seat i love a bench seat and that's a, that's a thing bench seats that that you you know that i would not have thought was cool 25 30 years ago yeah that i now think I wish I had that. Like slide on over. Yes, exactly. It's you easy know that to cake get it. song, stick shifts and safety belts. That's like I, it's about like why bench seats are cool. I didn't know that. That's a great song. Probably has to do with parking on Romance Hill. Right, exactly. Romance exactly. Overlook. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. What was do you remember? What you took your driver's test in. We're we're here, we wanna know. Cause it bring you know, it's always a story. Here's, we have somebody coming up. I'll tell you what, we'll talk to this next caller. Can't tell if it's a man or a woman after this break. Is it true, do you think, that men buy pickup trucks to feel like a man? Yes. And why? And when There's women no buy pickup trucks, do they buy pickup trucks to feel like a man too? The, the, the usual rationalization is I like to sit up high. And you can sit up high in anything now. People just like the sort of masculine feel i guess of a pickup truck that is that's I, to me why why else would you buy one they're a wildly impractical vehicle for people to get to work and yeah the most in people the are not driving around with you know all of their tools and worldly possessions in the bed you can't because they get stolen right so that the reason that most people drive around is there's some machismo yeah that, that comes out of owning one of those things and when i walked to the T, I go through the parking lot and I see all these pickup trucks, which are brand new. And it seems more and more the body style is like jacked up body right. style. Is it the Ram that's all puffy and yeah. insane looking? Like it's yeah. like it's going to eat you. They get taller and taller and taller and they become less and less useful. So I, it's fun. do we have a second? Yeah. So I did, I did a story today for um, – I'm writing an auction uh, write-up for, for something, and it was on a Jeep J2000 pickup from the 60s. And the whole sales pitch on their brochure was this truck is more useful because it's low, the bed height is lower, it's easier to get in and out of, and it's got four-wheel drive. Like that doesn't fly today at all. It's got to be taller. It's got to be less practical. You can't throw a trash barrel up over the bedsides, 
you know, they're just wildly impractical. And they don't have bench seats either, right? No. They do. Whatever You can get it, but it's the low trim. Can you still get a regular old bench seat? Standard on the column pickup no, truck? No. You can't used. you can't buy a manual transmission but in used? a pickup truck. Oh, used. Can you yeah. find them anymore? No. Very hard to find. Like the kind that you would go, we used to use to go haying and throw the bales of hay in. And the, right. You know, we got in the country. You like a to, work truck. You get to drive when you're a kid. Right. You got to. You got to. I would like that. The cheapest truck that you can buy is going to cost you 25 grand today. Cheapest Bare bones, two wheel drive, no options, twenty five grand. And what one's that? It's, you know, F one fifty, pick one. I thought you know, that they were all like sixty grand now. No, I mean, you know, but this is the entry level, like the base truck that nobody wants that they advertise in the paper. But they don't really the, want you to. They, buy. they don't want you to buy it. <laughs> so <laughs> what know. are they missing? What, what, what do you get for your extra forty well, you, you grand? Actually, oh, so so you actually get a fair amount of equipment with these things. You get mandatory stuff like ABS. You get traction control. You get usually they come. I don't think they come with roll up windows anymore. Uh, you get air conditioning. You get you know that stuff all used so to. Why add would up. anyone pay the sixty grand? Because they're. It doesn't say King Ranch on the side, and it doesn't have chrome wheels, and it doesn't have 22-inch wheels on it. It's got little tiny wheels. It's you know, it's not manly enough. Okay. Bradley, come on. All right, we'll go to Janice next. Out in Millis, is that near you? Yes, that is near me. One of the M towns. Millis, the M towns. Okay. What are the M towns? Millis, Medway, Menden. Um, what's the other one? Medfield. Jesus, they all seem M. like a big gl- it is one glot to gl- me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a Facebook Live of. Craig Fitzgerald, our guest, so you can see his beard, because it's it's pretty intense. It's the biggest beard that, that I know of. <laughs> I don't know of a bigger one. I'm a, I'm assistant coaching a, a, a my son's flag football team, and one of the other assistant coaches has an impressive beard. But it's like I so, wish I could get a beard like that. It's so big that it has this about about halfway down. It does it has a crease? In it has it. a crease like a right. A little wave, a curl or something. It does. It has a wave in it. And we were saying how weird that is. His DNA (laughs) has somewhere in it the blueprints is at at three-inch level, (laughs) make the hairs all turn left. And they do. It's so weird how that happens. I don't know. So I'm going to let you see uh, Craig's beard right after we talk to Janice in Millis. All right, Janice, I wonder if she's going to say, I am a driving instructor. Hey, Janice. Hi, how are you? We are well. Hi. Hi, Janice. Good. I'm in Melrose, not Millis. But oh, oh, Melrose. Right. Got it. I, no. I had a stupid question, but first you wanted to know what car I yes. had when I had my driver's we license. Do, yes. was, I think it was 1970. It was my father's old Chevy Impala. Yep. And I was just looking at pictures of it. I can't believe how long that car it's was. so and I learned big. how to drive in that. And there was a problem with the starter. And he could get under the car and tell me if it was going to start the next time I tried to start it. So I pulled out for my driver's test, and he had to go under the car, and he assured me that it would start next time, and it did, and I passed. Oh, good for you. First time out. That's great. What did they make you do? Do you remember? I'm sorry? What did the driving, driving instructor tester guy make you do? I don't remember. I We drove a lot around town. I don't really remember, but okay. we did. We did have a lot of driving. So what's your um, question? Um, it's a stupid question, but I have no. a problem seeing out of my windshield 
when it's raining and I, as soon as I put the wiper on, the yeah. the window is all smudged. And I had the problem with my old car. So it um when I got this car, I think there was a some kind of a wax film on the windshield mm-hmm. and I cleaned and cleaned it and that's better, but it just if there's a night where there's fog or something and I just need the wiper a little, it goes across the windshield. It just smudges it all over. until yeah. it dries. Rain-X? Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of, couple of things to do. First thing I would do is um, there's a glass cleaner that you'll find it like you'll find it in the supermarket. It's called Sprayway, and it's the best glass cleaner I know of, and it smells really good, which is one of the reasons <laughs> I love it, too. Um, but it's like it's like the oldest can of spray glass cleaner you've ever seen. It's got this weird like '50s logo on it, and but it's okay. it's called Sprayway, and that stuff works Sprayway. really good. Okay. Uh, so try hitting the outside of the windshield with that. The other thing is get a new set of wipers. Um, yeah, I yeah I've tried cleaning them, but that doesn't. No, just yeah. go okay. and go and get yourself a new set of wipers. That ninety percent of the time will take care of it. Sprayway. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I notice on the glass, like it's saying I'm cleaning it, and until it dries, I see like little spots, like the size of nickels, and then they disappear when it dries. It's got a residue on on that residue. Yeah, it's like this weird residue. So sprayway sometimes will take the residue off. Okay, but even even if that doesn't work, I'm I'm almost sure that if you buy a a, you know a good set of uh, of wiper replacement blades. Okay. You'll it'll it'll take care of most of the problem. The other thing is, do you have anything on the inside of the windshield too? Well, I probably need to clean that. You're right. Yeah. I, so I that's that that's a, a while, big problem. It, yeah. Know. So you know, just that like, in a, is it a newer car? Um, no, it's it's a 2011, but I I bought it two years ago and okay. it, it was they did a good job of waxing it, but I think at that point I think they had wax. Yeah, on the window they put something on really, the windshield maybe, yeah. and and yeah. So I I. I I really advise you to get a good set of wipers and then maybe hit the inside of the windshield with that spray way too. I read about something once. I can't remember what you call it. It's like a sponge. The people, they can use it to clean the paint job or use it on glass. I forget what it's called. Do you know what that is? No. I don't know. Okay. All right. I'll I'll tell you the the one thing, the best best thing that I've seen to clean glass with is uh, the, the Boston Globe. Honestly, oh, yeah, newspaper. Oh, really? <laughs> newspaper works really good. Something and you about just, it. It's like a light spray of some kind of, you know, glass cleaner and then mm-hmm. use use the newspaper to okay. wipe the glass off. And it really okay. it really will clean the glass pretty well. Great. All okay? right. I appreciate it. Thank not you. a problem. Yep. All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. Janice. That was not a stupid question. No, at all. not at all. It what happens are your feelings all on- the time. One well, Rain-X. People use Rain-X. Does so, that gum up your windshield? What's so it do? I, it works great for like a week, and it works really good. But you you really have to polish it, polish it, polish it, not to get like all kinds of streaks and weird film and stuff. But w- if you do that, if you take the time to put it on there, Rain-X works really and good. And so what's the point of it? What does it do? It basically makes the water bead off the windshield just like if the car was waxed. So it it's basically almost like a wax, and it and it just allows the 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 rain just to kind of blow right off the windshield. It really works, but you got to apply it right. And the other stuff that I swear by is their uh, Rain-X anti-fog. That works really good on the inside of the. I used to use it on the inside of my uh, motorcycle helmet. In my old car, I had a pitted windshield. Yeah, which was a bummer. Got to get rid of the windshield. I did. Yep. Uh, 
and, and and everybody now in Massachusetts has got glass coverage. It's mandatory when you get when you get uh, car insurance. So if you've got a pitted windshield, you, you know if it's bad enough, they'll replace oh, it yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So so you gotta you gotta talk to your glass guy. Most of the time, they'll they'll help you figure out how to get that replaced. Cool. And it's and it's there's no deductible. Um, you just get it done. That's. So nice to get a new windshield. It's the best. It's the best. It's, now we go to Karen in New Hampshire. Karen, hi. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? We good. Are well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I love listening to you, Bradley. Thank and you. I love the car guy. Oh, car good. guy. Thank you. He's Craig Fitzgerald. Thank you. I know. I love listening to his show. <laughs> Last time I listened to him, he was telling people how in love he was with Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> what can so I true? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. They're great. <laughs> I I think I can solve Janice's problem. Okay. I can't think of the name of the product, but what do most people detail the inside of their car with? Armorall? Correct. Yep. I stopped using it because it was fogging up my windshield. That's right. On the inside, Especially, you use that stuff yep. on the dash and it'll and it'll it'll kind of make a residue on the inside of the windshield. Wow. That's absolutely and right. You cannot get it off for months. Yep. Yep. You it's need like to really oil. Yep. It's it's not great stuff. And and actually it'll in the in the years ago it would destroy a dashboard eventually. Um it's really? it's a different it out, right? Oh yeah, it'll dry it right out. But but it's it's a different formulation now. But there are way, way better things to use on your dash than than that than that stuff um that, that don't have ago. that kind of you know that don't ha make that kind of residue on the windshield either but yeah you're absolutely right yep that's that's exactly how i fixed it yep karen you're in the 603 where are you in salem i am sir ah i remembered good ah you did you remembered i had talked to you the night you were going the night before you were going for acupuncture Oh yeah, I did. It was awesome. Did you? Yep. Well, we've talking oh, about. Car I don't want to get too far astray. Thanks. That anything else no. about cars? What do you remember? What car you took your driver training? Your driver testing? Oh in? my God! I'll never, I'll never forget. It was Beverly Mass. It was a brand new, right off the lot, nineteen seventy six, gorgeous Granada. Oh. <laughs> and it belonged to my boss. Oh my God! Interesting. You didn't want to ding that. Yeah. He wanted me to get my license so that I was able to travel for work. Oh, nice. And I kept saying, no, I don't have a car. He said, you'll have one. <laughs> and he told me, you'll use mine. And he pulled up in his brand new car and I went, oh, no, oh, no I'm not using that. <laughs> was, I was a wreck. What was the job that he was the boss at? He was my DM for Burger King in Beverly and I was a manager. Uh huh. Nice. But he wanted he wanted me to be able to travel back and forth to the other stores, like working hand in hand with him. That's right. great, Karen. Thanks a lot. We appreciate the share. We we have to go to the news now, but I always love hearing from from you and from Salem, New Hampshire. Take care, Karen. Hey, this was fun. We only have 15 seconds, so thank you very much, Craig from BestRide.com. If you need a car, go to BestRide.com and look for it and read Craig's. Writing on his articles and stuff. I wish you could stay longer. Yeah, me too. More often. But uh, you can't. So it's WBZ.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.